four. That was very like an official kind of TV show intro. And we're back. Should get one of the snappers. We used to have one. We used to have like a um, the Warner Brothers movie world kind of one. And we used it for the like cheapest, videos for like twice. <laughs> yeah, the cheapest gift shop item from yeah. Warner Brothers movie Bugs, world. Bugs Buddy, take two. That's what it'd be for. But yeah. Has there, is, has there been a Looney Tunes movie? Yeah. I don't know if there has been. There's been, yeah, like cartoon movies and stuff. You've got well, Space Jam. That's a Looney Tunes movie. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. I'm thinking just straight theatrical. They would have to have, like, yeah, 90-minute episodes and stuff, 100%. Yeah, but none that are, like, the Simpsons movie, you know what I mean? Like, it takes it from small screen to a big screen just for that one movie. No, they're, they're 100% there's Looney Tunes movies. Because but not I remember at the cinemas. No, not at the, the cinemas. cinemas. No, no, not as huge as the cinemas, no. No. No, no but that's... So there's, been, there's a big South Park one. There's a big Simpsons yeah. one. Well, I guess because, like, Looney Tunes is kind of, like, vintage now, if you think about it, as opposed to, like, compared to, like, Simpsons and South Park. Looney Tunes have been around since. Yeah, so that therefore they'd probably have, or you'd think they'd have more movies out. Mm-hmm. You'd think so. Maybe that's why they tried to do the whole Space Jam with, um... I suppose Space Jam just trumps every other cartoon, or I guess it's like a hybrid between a cartoon and, and uh, live, live action. action. Yeah. Also another really good one, Roger Rabbit. Who Framed Robert Rabbit, mm. such a good movie. Used to love that one. Watched it so many times. What's the one with the bluebird? The old old Tommy one? The old time the one that got uh banned Has or like banned. No, in the um it's in the official Disney vault. Um, but it is I just know the song. What's can't it remember. If we say the correct thing, we're probably gonna get flagged here. Maybe. Not that I'd really care. Um, Mr. Bluebird Mr. Bluebird On My Shoulder song. Yeah. On my shoulder song. What movie is it from? South. Song of the South. Song of the South. Zip, yes, zippa, that's it. Zippity doo That's what the movie's called? Song of the South, yes. Featured in the film. Mm-hmm. Very racist. I watched that a bunch of times for some reason back in the day. I used I to have to sing the Zippity doo song for like one of my dance things. I used to have to sing that as well. So it was a very popular musical. Just happened to be very racist. Based on the Uncle Ramus stories about the... Ingenious bunny Br'er Rabbit using live action and animation. So it was Br'er Rabbit. There you go. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. I was so young when I watched this. Following the separation of his parents, a young boy goes to live in the American South. There he meets Uncle Ramus, or Ramus, who gives the boy valuable insights into his problems and via the stories he tells about Br'er Rabbit. Mm-hmm. I just remember that song. Yeah, it comes across what and was, they do dance and they sing together. What was racist about it? Um, I'm pretty sure there was blackface in there, um, but also because the kid, I think, is white and then Uncle Ramus is black, I think, from memory. Um, and it was just a very much like a over-the-top sort of thing because it's like in the South and it was very not good. Fair enough. Mm. Well, I mean, not fair enough, but for the time, there would, it would have been like no big deal, right? I remember watching it lots of times on VHS back in the day, I guess. Yeah, like because it was big- a Disney, it was a classic Disney movie. Same as there's a movie with Shirley Temple where she does um, blackface as well and like dances up and down the stairs. Like it's like a famous like dance sequence. Um, but he was the butler. So, yeah, not the best either. Uh, I remember you watched, you watched a documentary about that, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or at, like- least, at least a YouTube. <laughs> YouTube mini- documentary. Mini yeah, because she ended up being a politician or um, an ambassador, like an international ambassador, Shirley Temple. Hmm. All right. Yeah, the more you know. So we went from Looney Tunes mm-hmm. to Shirley Temple in yes. minutes. In, yeah, literally three like minutes. three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Classic. Um, That's what you get at the Look Mum 
pod? Podcast. Yes. You never know what you're going to get. Sometimes it's news. Sometimes it's uh, inspirational, motivational speech. Is it inspirational? Sometimes. Like when we talk about like stoicism or we had um, an episode where we talked about, you know, creativity and how to do that or how to overcome it. I think we're a bit flat this episode. We might have to change seats again. That episode yeah. was a, a, good, a good That was a fun a, one. A good one. Yeah. And it was I'm a struggling. freaky Friday. Freaky Friday. Back to being Friday. That's what we are. I think every Friday can be a freaky Friday. It can be. Just it could be. The day is how you make it. I mean, what constitutes freaky? Because um, freaky back in the day when that movie was, I mean, there was a couple of movies made. I think we touched on this. <laughs> yeah, there's the original one and then there's a Lin- Lindsay Lohan remake. But the Lin- even the Lindsay Lohan ones, probably 20 years old by now. Mm. So back, what, what was considered freaky... In 2000s is different to freaky now. Yeah. Or is it just freaky because you just, it's just uh, different. Than the normal. Normal. Yeah. Well, all I considered like now freaky is like AI and, you know, Black uh, Mirror that, kind of okay. freaky. I gotcha, yeah. I gotcha. Yeah. And then I guess like freaky back then is like murderers and like, Chainsaw Massacre <laughs> and whatever it is. So freaky, the definition of freaky's dropped down in, in how terrifying it can be. Potentially. Yeah. Or what do you consider more freak, like freaky or scary, AI or a murderer? Um. Yeah. Well. Yeah. It's a fair point. Like, <laughs> I think a murderer, but you know, you might have someone who's like they can fight, right? Just imagine if you're a kung fu person, you're not going to be afraid of a murderer because you can just like literally like snap the knife out of their hands. You'd be more afraid of like someone taking. Well, my I job. guess it's the potential reach of each. Mm-hmm. How many people can a murderer kill? It's a good question. Um, not condoning murder. Yeah. But, I mean, a mass murderer could kill, what, 100 people? Mm-hmm. But AI could potentially destroy. The whole entire world, like yes. Terminator? So, what should, be, we, what should you be more afraid of? Probably, like, the whole world's domination, the invisible, right? The, pretty, yeah. the invisible invader. Yeah. That was um, Skynet anyway, so took over, destroyed the world. <laughs> what? <laughs> Just a stupid conversation. <laughs> That's all I got. Sorry. <laughs> That's all I got. Well, you're wearing like, I think it's maybe because you're wearing the Bruce Lee one. I'm just thinking movies now. So, got to, for have those that are just a, listening. Have you ever seen a Bruce Lee movie? Um, Yes, when I was younger, but only because my older brother liked the movies. Um, I don't hardly remember. I just remember a lot of fighting. I used to watch actually a big fan of like Jackie Chan movies. I used to love those. Really? Which ones? Yeah. Um, the, I oh, can't even remember titles now. The, what was the one where he was a chef? Um, tuxedo? Pardon? No, no, not, not ta- ta- Tuxedo. Was it? No, he's a chef. There's one movie where he's a chef um, and he's in a, like a mall doing like a video demonstration and stuff. And I think someone's like getting kidnapped or his niece gets kidnapped or something like that from memory. And Isn't that Rush Hour? No. No, someone else's niece gets kidnapped in Rush Hour. <laughs> I think it's this one you're talking about. Mr. Nice Guy? Yes, that's it. So, what's the synopsis? How close was I? Chinese chef accidentally gets involved with a news reporter who filmed a drug bust that went awry and is now being chased by gangs who are trying to get the videotape. That's that sounds pretty right. dope, actually. And there's, like, I think in this one there's, like, a massive, like, scaffolding scene where he's doing, like, parkour kind of going off it and stuff. But from... Like, a couple of, like, Jackie Chan um, documentaries and stuff. Like, he used to hurt himself heaps. Like, he would go for these stunts. Like, it's crazy. He's, um, he's like, ultra famous, obviously, in China and stuff because he, like, revolutionized the film industry for them and everything. 
Well, this is 1997. Mm-hmm. And we've seen that VHS this morning, Wing Chung. I'd never heard of it, but it has Michelle Yeoh, who's like super popular now. Yes. And this was, I think it was from 1994. Mm-hmm. So what's that? It's 30 years. Yes. And she's, you know, still, uh, still doing the damn thing. She's in, I mean, Star Trek. She's in everything, everywhere, all, all at, at once. once. And what was she was in Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, or like the Flying Swords? What one? That was like a um, push the career forward as well. Move over, Jean Claude. Wake up, Arnold. Get ready for Asia's top action actress as she breaks her way into America. The former Miss Malaysia, Michelle Yeoh, is the beautiful and fearless Queen Chun. Watch as this devastating news overwhelms her foes with yeah. deadly force. Yeah, it was like the move over, Jean Claude. <laughs> and it was tried to tried to make it so appealing to the the American audience. Yeah, that's oh, mad. Doesn't it look like it's um. Is it on any of the streaming platforms? Nineteen ninety four, man. Time goes so fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's on Amazon potentially. Like she's been in, like she's amazing. She's been in so much. Very, very talented. Insanely talented. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes. We're mm-hmm. just turning into a movie pod now. <laughs> audience, 73%. Pretty good. There you go. There you go. Very good. All right. <laughs> Add it to the, um, the movie watch list. The movies that we'll never get around to. Least. No, that we really have time. Like, all we're doing is... Like we, I think we talked about this before, but we have like maybe like half an hour, 45 minutes in the evenings before like one of us falls asleep that we sort of watch a little bit of movies or TV shows and finally finished Alone, which is a pretty intense. Well, I mean, we, I wouldn't say we finished it. Oh, we finished a season. <laughs> Barely. Barely. You, you missed like 20 minutes. The thing is with that TV show, you can miss 30 minutes to an hour. I mean, mm-hmm. if you miss an hour, you miss the whole episode, but you can easily fall asleep for 10, 20 minutes and just wake up and it's like someone's it's, gone, you're like, where so, did they go? Well, it doesn't really make that much of a difference to the viewing experience. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, the guy's trying to catch another fish. Mm-hmm. This time it's a failure. Last time it was a success. But even when people leave, you don't really notice until it gets down to the final two or three. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those shows you, it's perfect for watching before you go to sleep. Yes, yeah. If you, if you miss something, you don't have to catch up. Like, I would like to be able to read books before bed mm-hmm. or even listen to audiobooks, mm-hmm. but it's the time spent the next day trying to figure out where you fell asleep and what you remember ah, and what you retained. Gotcha. Whereas with Alone, it's just, yeah, mm-hmm. a guy in his tent or in his uh, hopefully log cabin that he's built. Yes. Fending off the wildlife of Mongolia. But that was season five, I think. Mm-hmm. I think it's like 10 or 12. Yeah, it's pretty intense. Like when the one of, when the contestant won and like their, their family comes out um, and that's how they know that they've won the whole season – because they they're just they're literally alone. Like no one's within. They can go. They can walk for a whole day and still not bump into anybody. And yeah, the, when when the person won, family came in, and then the first thing was like, "Do you have food? Do you have food? 
please tell me you have it's food. It's like, oh, I won, awesome. Like, now is there food? Yeah. It's not like there was this huge celebration. Mm-hmm. There's no energy. No. And, like, a lot of them put on weight before they go into the season knowing that they're going to have limited amount of calories and all that kind of stuff. And they're the ones I find that probably last longest because they have a lot more their body can kind of feed off, I guess, which is, like, an interesting thing. Yeah. So, if you haven't watched alone, I mean. It's pretty crazy. Like, it's. It's not not crazy as in like, oh, so much is happening. There's wolves and bears and all that kind of stuff. It's just more of the the mental altitude, altitude, mental aptitude, aptitude, aptitude. Thank you. Um, Of just being able to survive by yourself because they're talking. All they're doing is talking to the camera, like narrating their life like you and like humans are social creatures by nature. So it's a bit unnatural being by yourself um, and just, yeah, trying to live and survive out there, whether it's like, you know, catching fish with you know, um, crickets and just a normal fishing line and building your own cabin and trying to find ways so your cabin doesn't smoke up when you light a fire and, you know, winter's coming and you've got to make sure that you're not freezing to death and all that kind of stuff. Like, it's pretty pretty amazing mental-wise. um, mental wise. Yeah, it's wild what they – I mean, I think it was the first or second season I tried finding the scene to show you, but some of the stuff they build is crazy. Once you have that – bit of shelter and fire you know how to make fire mm-hmm. and if you can find a decent little sort food source there's not much time to do anything else that's critical so you're just going to spend time building chairs building little tools and accessories mm-hmm. there was one guy in one of those first seasons that built i'm pretty sure he built like a little mini throne in a, a toilet or something <laughs> but he had like running water so the way the rain was falling on the roof there was mm-hmm. some, some sort of um, container or device that would capture stuff. Yeah. And then it had like a a foot pedal as if like a sink. So you could just press the pedal with your foot. Yeah. And then it would wash your hands oh with the water that would run down. Yeah. You know, if you had like blood and guts all over your hand, you yeah. don't get everywhere. You just come in and use your foot on the pedal and it would have whatever water was catching the roof from the day before. Mm-hmm. Wash his hands, for example. That was pretty smart. Um, but yeah, if you don't have any food, you're struggling. Mm-hmm. And that's what a lot of the season is. People just trying to crush rats with rocks yes which is pretty insane yeah and then some result into eating this like particular bark that they had that's like some some sort of nutrition but it's just mainly like calories they just need something in their in their body and stuff and then it's kind of interesting like with the season it'll pop up like info on the thing but like this actually this bark actually has a lot of like vitamin a in it that they need and that season in mongolia wasn't wasn't that good compared to other ones so it was no there's always fear of predators coming in. There's mm-hmm. always in that first one or two episodes, they'll someone will hear something in the night and they'll mm-hmm. make like a five minute scenario of, or dramatization of what's going on in terms of and the camera looking the in the editing. dark. Yeah, the yeah. editing will just pull in some scary image or or weird noise from any random night and then overlay it and edit it together as, mm-hmm. as if the person in the tent is in severe danger right now. Um, but there's never any real attacks or anything in the one of the first seasons there's a few bear sightings and stuff right from across like a creek or a river mm-hmm. but you just you scare them off just by yelling half the time yeah because like what is this weird thing that in the background that i've never smelt before kind of thing because they're in the middle of the wilderness but i haven't seen any attacks yeah okay i mean if there like if there, if there was one they probably wouldn't um film it so yeah <laughs> be pretty brutal um, but very interesting show though. Super, super interesting. And just, yeah, people trying to get through it. Well, they can't, they can't leave until they hit their little, uh, 
I guess, what would you call it? Just like a little GPS phone. Yeah, it's like a, I think they call it um a, I was going to say a solar phone. It's um a satellite phone. Yeah. So they they call that once they need to tap out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they have this like big buggy that comes in and the, the film crew and then they just like literally stand in front of them. And I, I guess they just prompt the producers just prompt to be like, so why do you want to leave? The, th- the crazy thing is they, I think they get their health and their weight checked, their bl- blood pressure and things like that. Mm-hmm. I want to say once every two weeks or something. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't be any more than once a fortnight. You can't come every like second or third day, obviously. No. But if it, to get out of the competition, you have to call that phone. But it's two weeks before anyone comes. Someone could easily die mm-hmm. and then just be so instant they don't have time to make a call if they get injured or attacked 100%. or something. Or they eat the one wrong berry or something like in Into the Wild. Yeah, or I don't know. Yeah. They just yeah, hallucinate mm-hmm. and they walk off, forget where they leave everything, yeah. pass out until mm-hmm. the next day, and then they're just disoriented and have lost. Don't know where they are. Well, yeah. they, and they have lost their phone. They don't know mm-hmm. what's going on. That could potentially happen quite easily. And then they'd just die and it would be 10 days before the film crew came out mm-hmm. and found out. So it's it's crazy to think about how easy it is for someone to die on that show. Oh, for sure. And I just like sort of thought, what if they have, because it's like 10 contestants, right? What if they have secretly like 12 contestants and they just pick like the best 10 or if they've got like a contingency in, in case something happens? That's true. Well, a lot of the times you get through half the season and you haven't even seen half the- Yeah, 100%. Like, you know on Survivor they go for everyone's story, the first mm-hmm. episode. Yeah. Well, most of them, most of the big players. And then sometimes some of the the B characters, the editing and the production team start, start emphasizing those characters further on in the competition because that's when they're playing more of a, yeah. a primary role in the competition. They're talking more, creating more drama, but whatever it season, is. You're like, who's this guy? It's day 20. I haven't even seen this guy yet. Yeah. So either nothing happened interesting to him that time or they didn't film mm-hmm. or it was just a breeze and there was no – because the only reason you're watching is for conflict resolution. Yes, yeah. So there's no conflict in those first 10 days. There's no point showing anything. The guy's just building a fortress, catching 10 fish a day, just mm-hmm. living pretty. Yeah. You know, there's not much not much of a reason to add them. For, from a TV producing uh, point of view, 100%. So yeah. there's like just, you don't get attached to the characters. No, no, you need like something sort of to happen, or you know, if they're really good at like speaking out what it is they're doing, and or, like yeah, if they well, have the reason of- you watch Survivor is for the interpersonal relationships, the mm-hmm. the conflicts between groups, um, the the alliances and things like that. Mm-hmm. But with alone, there's no relationships being built because it's just. So you don't get attached to a single person, no, because you're never rooting for them. You're not. It's like you're you're given. Two people that are fighting, you have to kind of pick a side who you want to favor. So, therefore, you start leaning towards them, mm-hmm. wanting to know more about them. When they get voted off, you're more upset than someone you weren't attached to. But with a loan, it's like they don't have to defend themselves or get into arguments or anything in order for you to pick sides, to pick your favorite. So, none of them, you don't get attached to any of the people. You're just yeah. like, oh, another guy, another fish. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much the whole viewing experience. It's pretty pretty bizarre way to film a TV show. Yes. There's an Australian season you haven't seen, actually. Oh, really? Was it any Pretty good? Pretty boring. I mean, okay. what, what, are, what are our predators? Um, dingoes and, um, like, hog, depending on where you are in the country. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's not like you have eight predators. Mm-hmm. Each, you know, whether you're in the rainforest or up north or in mm-hmm. the, the desert or something. Yeah, it's either, like, yeah, depending on where it's you are, it's either snakes or it's, like, dingoes or it's, like, hogs. Like, yeah. 
We don't really have but, wolves. Well, nothing's going to like hunt you down. No. Potentially a pack of dingoes, but it's, I reckon you could probably scare them off if you, if you made the right noises. Yeah. So there's nothing that's going to ambush you necessarily. Mm-hmm. Whereas over there, you could have wolves and a bear. Yes. And yeah. a mountain lion. Yeah. I guess it'd just be like snakes and then the poisonous spiders, just yeah. depending. Yeah. Be, Insects. If a snake or a spider gets you, that's kind of your fault, though. Yeah. Just got to stump out on the ground. <laughs> yeah, you're Snakes. good at that. Yeah. So we've been watching alone. Um, have you learned any survival skills? skills? Um, I feel like if I ever go fishing, I'm going to wear a pair of gloves. <laughs> One. Okay. Should I want to get a hook in your hand? No. Yeah. <laughs> but they're just like pulling up the fishing line with just like their bare hands. I'm like, will you cut it's yourself and stuff? Okay. All right. Just unlucky. Okay. Um. I guess how to like build a like you know a lot of them built like pretty dope like shelters. They had the logs and stuff, and they're putting like grooves in the logs. They sit comfortably, and then they're filling up all the gaps with like moss and stuff, so no um, breeze or anything would get through. That was pretty interesting. Oh, and the dude built a chimney, but he went to the riverbed and grabbed the clay from like underneath the riverbed, and then so that kept like the stones and stuff together to make a chimney. Like that was pretty cool. I think they need to spend more time on that stuff because. When that, like, I get the show, it could be kind of more educational because the people are filming and probably explaining what they're doing in great detail. There's probably yeah. so much B roll and video left on the cutting room floor that doesn't make the TV show. Mm-hmm. You could probably do a like a, a spin off where it's just them doing instructionals of what they're actually doing. Oh, 100%, because a lot of them are survivalists, and I think this season that we watched, no, the next one we're going to be watching, they were... um. A lot of them are, like, experienced run courses. Yes, yeah, they're, like, survivalist teachers and stuff, so it's more of, like, they're testing their abilities or, I guess, getting their credentials down and be like, yo, I survived alone for however many days. Come, come see my course and I'll teach you how to survive in the wilderness. Yeah, because there's only so many ways you can kill. Capture or kill an animal. Yeah, you got like they, traps. They do show you, they, you know, they have the text, the lower thirds there on the screen to tell you what they're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, in this, in this region, the clay dries harder or something. This is why, this is what it's called to the native people. It'll give you a bit of info. Yeah. But it's not enough for you to be like, oh, I can do a, this too. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> not very instructional. Like a, a YouTube instructional component to the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I would love to build one of those cabins. I wouldn't. I wouldn't love to, but I'd love to know how in case that scenario did arise. And what happens like afterwards? Because I know they take their backpack and stuff with them. They must take like their rubbish and like any plastics and stuff, but they just leave the structures built. They showed a, I don't know for that season we just finished in the last episode, Mm -hmm. a time lapse of them taking it down. Right. So it's just obviously not the people that are removing stuff, but it's just the image of the video playing and a time lapse of the camp and then slowly over the course of, like, you know, 20 seconds in a time lapse. It's just mm-hmm. getting reduced down there and moving parts until it's just nothing on the land. Yeah, fair enough. Of course, they're not going to just leave a bunch of plastic. And- well, just say if you were, like, lost in the wild and you come across this dope shelter, you're like, oh, thank God. Like, it's, <laughs> you know, just thinking, like, that way. Obviously, like, yeah, they'll remove, the pl- like, all the unnatural elements, but just say if it was purely made from, like, logs and all that nah, kind of thing. It'd probably... It'd probably be a condition of them being on the land, right? Like, you'd have to I'd put it... Because so, yeah. it'd be, like, some sort of national forest Yeah, or, nobody yeah. only just wandering through there. Mm. Unless you're, like, a Craig Adams-type dude that just does those solo hikes. Craig Adams? The YouTuber. Does, like, the solo silent hikes. Oh, yeah, the really, like, beautiful-looking ones. 
like it's always like really like beautifully you just like, like the hike and... some random island in Norway yeah by himself mm-hmm. don't speak the language never been there no nah, and just have like really dope drone footage and interesting cool beautiful but yeah that's what we've been watching how long could you reasonably survive for um let's say the for example the power went out mm-hmm. everyone's just dead right um well actually should everyone be, let me think of this scenario a bit better like i'm the last one alive like last man on earth type of scenario no let's just say everyone's out of town for the weekend everybody yeah so everybody's just gone and it's i'm like just like where did women's everybody go fifa world cup or something right everyone's just left for the weekend so in this particular scenario everybody in sydney mm. is a fan or everybody in australia okay, let me rethink the scenario <laughs> We're in the cabin. We're in a cabin in the mountains. Okay. Yes. Everyone's out of town for the weekend. Yeah. Population's only a hundred, so it's not a big deal, okay, right? Yeah, yeah. It's just like a big like country fair it's or something. Just Everyone's like gone. Tamworth music. Oh, so like um, so Taylor Swift is playing and everyone wants to go see her. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. In Swissville. Yep. Gotcha. And, yep. Mm-hmm. And then the, now the power's out. Right. All the doors are locked. Right. You don't have a phone. Yep. And all you have is bush. Mm-hmm. How long would you survive for? <laughs> Do you want me to set up the scenario? Actually, no, even because it's arbitrary, right? I want to know for sure. What 10 things would you take with you if you right. were on Right, yeah, because they all get to take 10 things, which is really interesting. So... What would you take and why? Yeah, well, I've done, like, you know, the whole desert island thing. Like, what what are the 10 things you take on a desert island with you? Yeah, um, that's, that's like a straw for okay. a coconut juice. I mean, I mean survival. Okay. Definitely a fire starter. Take one of those. So there is like, um, I think we've got one here around the house somewhere, but it's just that special stone you scrape across and it makes sparks. So definitely that, a fire starter. Does it deteriorate? No. Like it can over time, but like it's going to last longer than matches and a lighter. What is it? It's just called a like fire starter. So it's like a bit of a stone and it has like a bit of metal and stuff and you... um. Okay. Yeah, like one of those ones. Have you not heard of a fire starter before? I mean, I thought you used them in the barbecue, the little brick things. No, like these are, I don't know what those are. Um, but yeah, it's just a bit of stone and stuff and you scrape across and it creates sparks. Um, so you can use that. You just need a little bit of like flint. Is it flint? Finling? Uh, you're the one explaining it. Anyway, fire starter. <laughs> <laughs> so definitely a fire starter. It doesn't so that's exist, one. which I don't think it. No, you, you went past at the top, like fire starter stone. They're sunglasses. They're pretty dope sunglasses. <laughs> Fire starter. Flint stone. Try flint stone. No, it doesn't work. If you're going to tell me 10 things, they need to be real things. <laughs> Fire starter is definitely a thing. Fire starter stick or whatever it is. It's, it's something. I promise. Hang on. We need to get to the bottom of this, though. Block. Yep. There we go. Yeah. So the magnesium block. Where this one? No, the, that one. Yeah. So you have something so, like that. Fire it's a dog starter. tag. Yeah, that's what it is. It's a thing. Huh? I promise. For seven dollars. Yeah. You yeah. strike against it and it creates sparks. Yeah. Where? Which one? This. Something similar to that. Yes. Great spark. So for those that are um, just that listening, um, it's just a piece of specialized stone. So it's like a magnesium stone and then a bit of metal. And then if you scrape across it, it creates sparks. 
Okay. And then those sparks can then help light a fire. Yeah. Is that it? A ferro rod? Something. That's another version of it, yes. Ferro rod and striker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'd have a fire starter. Hang on, it's got a ferro rod, though. Well, that's a rod. Like, the other names for it. <laughs> Where's the product Ultimate fire-making tool for any adventure. With an incredible shower of sparks, it will light your tinder over the case. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. So, what do you, you can take the ferro rod or the fire starter? Probably the ferro rod because it probably looks more legit. Let's watch a video. What an ad. Yeah. Oh, I can just use a knife again. Yes, it. yeah. So, it's just the type of material. Fire. Right. Okay. Mm hmm. So that's long lasting. That's yep. Okay. Um, definitely have a tarp. Tarp? Well, for sure. Like yep. a, just a waterproof tarp. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. As opposed to a paper no. towel tarp. Um, uh, ca- is it caracord? Par- paracord? Paracord. Paracord, yeah. So it's like a, I think, I've, I th- again, I think I've got like one of those, but they sometimes come in bracelets and stuff. So it's like a big cord, but you've got heaps of cords within it. So it can be used so for multiple. A cord of cords, like the ring of rings. Yes, it is. Okay, yeah. yeah. The cord of all cords. Um, so that's three. Mm-hmm. Uh, sleeping bag. Does that, is that optional, right? You have to opt for a sleeping bag. Yeah, I need a sleeping what do you mean bag. optional? No, it's like in alone, right? Do they have. The ability, did they bring, was the sleeping bag one of their 10 items? I don't know. Okay. But I'm just going to say sleeping bag anyway. Um, I'll need a, like a cast iron pot. Cast iron pot. Yep. Yep. Um, many, are you counting? So a fire starter. Fire, ferro rod. Yeah. Uh, tarp. Yep. Um, sleeping bag. Sleeping bag. Um, cast iron pot. Cast iron pot. Yep. I think you said one more. Uh, paracord. paracord. Yep. That's five. Um, I'll count from now on. Okay. I guess like fishing line to, to learn how to fish. Just I guess I'll try and fish. Yeah, like if I'm near a river. Line. Yeah, yep. and I'll need like some sort of um hooks. I guess because everyone had hooks in alone. Unless you're trying to lasso some fish, then yep. you're some hooks. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's a seven. That's seven. So you got something to shelter, to keep mm-hmm. warm. You got yep. something to. Start the fire. You've yes. got something to cook in. Mm-hmm. You've got something to make a kill with, mm-hmm. hopefully. Yep. Um, is like, do I, a water, like a water bottle? Is that's that, pretty smart, yeah. Yeah, grab a water bottle, that's like a eight. big one. Eight. Um, what else? Oh, I need some sort of like hunting thing. So like. What's uh, your hunting weapon of choice? Is this like assuming that I've sort of done some training beforehand or well, is this me now? I'm assuming you haven't fished before no. either. I need a knife. Yeah. What kind of knife? A, like a big hunting knife. I need like a- Machete? Yeah, machete. Like a proper knife to like- I mean, for what? Killing animals or- Because you're going to want to tr- chop some trees down at some point. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to need an axe as well. Okay. Yeah. So you're going axe and knife. Yes. Because like to say I need to like- Gut and okay. Yeah. What size knife? Because you can't gut a, a fish with a machete. Just like a like a medium sized hunting knife. How long are we talking here? Like how long's the blade? Like probably like this big. So like ten inches. Is that like seven inches? You're asking the wrong guy. <laughs> <laughs> 
like a medium-sized hunting blade. Me- yeah, medium, just a me- medium-sized medium, guy. Medium-sized yeah, hunting yeah, blade. Yeah, yeah, and then like an axe to like chop down trees and stuff. Like that's actually a pretty good list. Okay, what about you? Probably the same. Um, yeah. Sleeping bag. It's just going to get probably wet and smelly. It's just another thing. Like, you kind of want things that are they're disposable. They, they can break down, but they're going to take decades. Mm-hmm. Like an axe and a knife mm-hmm. going to last you ages. That flint thing should last you ages. Paracord can be used over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. But sleeping bag gets wet, gets smelly, gets moldy. Mm-hmm. Then you've kind of wasted something right. that, can't, that could have been replaced with mm-hmm. something that can be used day in, day out. Mm-hmm. You know, like a... Like a wool blanket or something? I mean, that's, that's the same problem. I mean, let's see what the most common things are. I'll okay. pick one more before we get into okay. that. Okay, yeah. Survival. I mean, you had that survival handbook before. I did, yes. That was yes. for zombies, though. It was, but it actually had a lot of just, like, generalised survival knowledge in there. That's why I got, like, the... Because I, I think after that, I went on a bit of a... Not like a mission, but ended up getting, you know, I had a paracord bracelet and I got that fire starter thing just in case something happened. And yeah, got a baseball bat. All right. So I'm not going to pick one, but this is from elementbushcraft.com. The 10 best 10 item kit. Let's see how close you got to it. Okay. All right. Best 10 items. Axe. Mm-hmm. Right. Benefits, uh, shelter building, camp crafts. Personal defense, probably, yeah, that's going to be a better defense than a, a knife for yep. some animals. Mm-hmm. Knife, something about that, yep. you reckon? Yeah. You reckon medium size? No, I think that's a medium size knife, yeah. Shelter, food prep, yeah, for food prep and stuff. Multi-tool. Oh, I should have picked wanna, that. Yeah, like a Swiss Army I'll multi-tool. Take your hook out of your hand. Yes. Swiss Army knife. Yep. Gotcha. Ferro rod. Mm-hmm. Not, not really a flint fire thing. Right? Whatever, fire yeah. stick. <laughs> Metal pot. Yep. 300 yards of fishing line, 25 hooks. Mm-hmm. Gill net. Interesting. Do you know what that is? So, of all the food gathering. Do you know, do you know what it is? Don't, I said don't read it. No, I don't. Like, I'm assuming it's some sort of net do to catch fish. It, they actually make them on the show. Ah. But that can be made with your paracord. It can be made with my- I think the dude actually made one with a paracord. He was like, remember, it was like, I think it was like a time lapse of him just like four days of just like yes, knitting a basket together. Nothing with it. Yeah. Sleeping bag. Mm-hmm. Fuck. Warmth. Yep. Five pounds of pemmican. I don't know what What's that is. That? A calorie dense food that will provide days of life sustaining uh, nutrients that will allow for the preparation. And so it's a bunch of just high nutrient dense yeah. food yeah. to get you through those first few days while you're. So you don't have to go hunting for those first few days. Ah, because you need to build your shelter. Yes. Five pounds of dried pulses and legumes. So the first, what was the first thing you said? Um, Ferro rod you had. Yeah. Sleeping bag. You're a couple off. Yes. Yeah, so the thing- Water I can. Yeah, I did a water can. I think they just use their pot most of the time for so like honorable water. mentions. Mm-hmm. Tough. Sure. Yep. Canteen. Bear canister. Canteen. Yep. So you actually. Sharpening tool, duct tape, small. Canteen and tarp are the ones that you added. Yeah. Hmm. You you might survive longer than I would. Maybe. I probably, I don't know. I'd like to think I'd be able to survive alone for a little bit. I was a bit of a loner child, so you never know. Do you have any skills though? Um, you know what? I think, uh, I think I'd be able to build stuff, to be honest. I'd be able to figure it out. 
I'll be able to build a shelter. For one or two? Because I might, I might be struggling out there. Um, you can come on over. I'll build one for you too. <laughs> yeah, I'll try and find that video or the, the photo of the guy that built the... Because you say someone like built like a chess sh- set as well? I'm sure someone built a chess set. Alone, woodworking. Because in that season, a dude was like making a spoon out of wood. Let's see. Keep talking while okay. I'm oh, why are you doing it? Um, because you'd have a lot of downtime, right? So a lot of the time they're just like, I guess, because they don't have a lot of calories and stuff. They're just like napping and sleeping and just trying to Where, reserve. He doesn't take much calories just to like, uh, but like woodworking, keep, and do things. Yeah, and it keeps you busy as well. Canadian Rockies, running water. Be so hard to find. No, the. Built running water. No, look at this guy's one just triggering up all this food to oh, drying to dry, drying out the meat. I have to find. I can't fi- ever mm-hmm. find this guy that built that thing. Anyway, it's mm-hmm. kind of boring for people that are just listening. <laughs> uh, I definitely. Hang on. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. You found it. Noob survival. So, Hunger's Grip is season two, episode four. Mm-hmm. Um, so, ah, so it's Mike. Mike has built all kinds of amazing shelves. Okay, he works on his wood. home. Mike, sorry, I'm going to cut mm-hmm. you off there. Mike is amazing and has built all kinds of stuff. He has shelves, split wood, tables, stoves, a hand washing station with the pedal rigged to a jug which dispenses water. He says he has everything but his wife. Aww. And that's it. Justin catches a fish with his gill net. Ah. Okay. Yeah, I could build a hammock out of the paracord. It's pretty... We should watch some of the... I mean, what did we start watching? The one that season we... Season nine. It was season nine, was which was say, um, past yeah. contestants as well. So they were, was I guess... It? Yeah, or was it the new new season we started watching? Yeah. Yeah, season nine. The one before that was past contestants that yes, they had a little bit more experience. Five. So yeah. number nine, like you said at the start, everyone else is already an expert. Well, not everyone else, but everyone on the this season is an expert or runs some sort of course or program and is super experienced. So you'd imagine as each season goes on, mm-hmm. people that were already experts to begin with have watched more and more seasons go by and they've even up up their skill set their survival skill set even more mm-hmm. and then they want to go on this season to test it as yeah. well so, so you'd assume each season should be a longer amount of time each, everyone's out in the wild because mm-hmm. it 100 days is like the max right not the max but i don't think anyone's what was the longest i think 100 days was the longest that someone survived the longest alone contestant Ronald Welker, season seven. seven. In honor of his memory, in honor of her memory, he dedicated his efforts to winning the competition. He's dedicated put up hundred days, hundred day king. Wow! Well, the winners from every season. This is a spoiler for every single season. Oh yeah, spoiler alert! Fifty six days, sixty six days, eighty seven, seventy five. 60, 70, 7, 74. Oh, that dude looks like he would def- look at him, the 100 day dude. It's like Putin's lost brother. <laughs> 78, 50. So 100 days. Mm-hmm. Do you reckon they would know what day they're up to? 
Um, They'd probably have some sort of scratched in tally. Yeah, we also just gave ourselves, because yeah, I haven't seen season nine, so I just saw who the winner of season nine You're was. You're going to forget about it in two okay, seconds. Fine. Fair enough. But they're all... um People. White dudes. Most of them. <laughs> what are you... Am I supposed to defend white people or something? No, yeah? no. Not at all. How do you know just they're that, all white? This is crazy. It's all good. Oh, yeah, it's true. But I don't know. The guy's kind of Mexican. Maybe. I South mean, his American. name is Juan Pablo Quinones, and he's from Mexico. Mm-hmm. That's true. All right. <laughs> I just saw the first four. That's fine. He's up on the white guys for once. <laughs> Interesting. But yeah, how long do you think you'd be able to survive? It depends on the climate. Mm. Like we, the one we watched in Mongolia, as soon as it starts snowing, no chance. No. Well, but you don't like the snow, but you also don't like the ultimate heat as well. Ultimate? Ultimate heat. So it just needs to be like nice, like spring what or autumn weather. What do you think weather? would be harder? Maintaining a fire, building and relying upon a shelter, or hunting animals? Because you can just go and rip plants if you have to. Yeah, like in, so, in winter, it's going to be definitely harder because plants die, animals go like elsewhere to like warmer weather. Um, so summer would be better, hundred percent. Rank those three in terms of how hard they would be for you. So um, hunting probably would be the hardest. Over maintaining a fire and mm-hmm. building, yeah, yeah, and then would you have more struggle staying warm? If I had a sleeping bag, no. If I was able to maintain a fire and had a sleeping bag, probably not. So what would be the easiest thing for you, building a shelter? I'd say so, yeah. It would take long. Like, it's time-consuming, but I think it's, like, the easiest. As long as you, like, have a general idea of how structures can be sound and sturdy and water can't get through. That's the main thing. Mm-hmm. That's the. That's where the tarp comes need, into play. Well, yeah, but tarp fills up with water as well. Yeah, but then that's why you build it, like, it on an angle so it can drip down. Is that why they build houses on an angle? Um, yeah, something like that. So, so there's some houses around here that have flat roofs and I always walk past and I'm like, is there just like gross, like, you know, how you get stagnant mm. water and mosquitoes and stuff breed in there? No, it had to be, the roof would have to be on some sort of like, it'd have to be some sort of bulb or like, it'd have to like be able to drain out somehow. Bulb? Yeah. Like, I don't know, it'd be like a, like a bulbing thing and there'd be like at the edges, there'd be some drainage because like you don't want it sitting there because it can, yeah, rot away after a while. Yeah. Because I'm apparently a building houses expert. <laughs> Roof bulbs. First I've heard of that. Breaking news. <laughs> so we should probably uh, binge the rest of these alone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm enjoying it. I mean, there was the big, big, big rules was. He had his own version where he's taking celebrities and stuff, right? That was probably after he was established. Mm-hmm. The first 10 years was just him in the wild. But apparently half of it's set up in fake anyway. Yeah, that's what I heard. Like, there were, I remember seeing this meme of, like, someone jumping, like, him jumping over a ridge and then someone, like, also jumping over the same ridge and they turn the camera around and there's, like, a car park behind it. This is so dodgy. Well, it's movie. Like, he's just- His whole idea was just, like, I'm teaching you how to survive, not necessarily, like, in an actual- Yeah, I'm not really going to drink my piss. Didn't he really drink it? I don't know, probably. If he just faked where he was getting dropped off- then he definitely fake drink and piss out of a snake skin. Is Remember that? He, is that what yeah, it was? he put it into he peed into like a snake skin, like a shedded snake skin, <laughs> right. and then used that, and that way you can also like carry it around with you and stuff. 
Oh, so it's like a Calypso. Yeah, exactly. That's fucking disgusting. I know. <laughs> Pretty snake, gross. Snakeskin Calypso. Yeah. Forever known as the dude that drank his own pee, so, you know. He's laughing all the way to the bank, though. Oh, 100%. He's got books. Yeah. He's got clothes. Yep. We flipped a few of his clothes before. Pretty, got tens of millions of dollars. Yeah, and he's like, he's like I'm, I'm sure like Foxtel or the, um, you know, those kind of comp- companies. Foxtel. Or, like whatever, like has his shows, like National Geographic yeah. or Discovery Channel, whatever. He's probably still getting royalties and stuff oh, yeah, from those replays. Sure. Yeah. 100%. Plus everyone knows his name. He's yeah. basically like a noun. Well, like imagine a name like Bear Grylls. Like that's a perfect kind of. Why does he not have a grill line? I don't know. Should be definitely capitalizing on. You know what he's probably done here? I would have to have done some barbecue ads some, or like or some, some sort of camping, outdoor. Outdoor camping. Yeah, outdoor cooking. camping. Yeah, 100%. Grilling with Bear Grylls. That's the most obvious, obvious one. I got nothing else that's better though, so let's go with that. All right. Grilling with Bear Grylls. Outdoors. Outdoor edition. <laughs> As opposed to in your living room edition. Yeah. Most people do it in the living room or, you know, in a pretend space. How old would he be? Uh, he would definitely be in like, he'd be, you 50s. know what, 50, I'd say 56. How old do you think? 52. 49. Okay. You're All closer. Right. God, there's so much info that is. Oh my God, days. what's that moustache? Okay. It's fine. There you go. British adventurer. Businessman. <laughs> Right, drinking blood. Dear blood. Ugh. Drinking piss. On the show. He drank, he drank it on more than one occasion, I think. Oh, oh yeah, this is it. I'm Bear Grylls, and I'm in the Sahara to explore the real-life stories of people taken to the brink Why is he of death running? in the most unforgiving of landscapes. Because he's trying to survive. Deserts. Oh, he needs no to get one, out of the sun. No one's chasing him. See the Northern peak in YouTube, like that's what One unwitting young man was about to discover just how cruel they can he be. This peak down here, that's Sam what he said. Yeah. A Brett. <laughs> it's always, YouTube gives it away. A portion of that is going to be fluids that can help hydrate you. If you're dehydrated though, This is like probably another time he's drinking drink pee. Brown colour. That's just pure waste product. That's not going to help you at all. Oh my God. But Maro was smart. He drank while he was still relatively hydrated. Oh my god, I'm like vomiting in my mouth. It helped keep me alive. It'll help keep me alive. He gives him for more. Oh man. It's about digging deep, doing the unimaginable. And that's what these guys are like. I swear he peed in a snake skin. Sorry? I swear he peed in a snake skin. <sighs> snake. Snake skin. Yep, you're right. Yep. Oh, my God. Yeah, this has to be an older one. So he's done it more than once. You don't need, you don't need to do it once, man. Oh, it is like a Calypso. What the <laughs> hell, man? <laughs> Disgusting. And that's why you take a canteen with you. I know, of water. Jesus, man. I'm kind of horrified by watching that. Yep. Sorry, guys. Oh, terrible. But I. But it's one of those things, right? 
honestly, as bad as it is, if you're like dying, you'd probably drink it. I'm Bear Grylls. And I'm going to show you what it takes to survive in some of the most dangerous. Basically. That's a parody. Gonna be good to go. Oh, man. Closer inspection. This is, uh, got a familiar tinge. This could be human. <laughs> oh my then, god! That's yeah, human. But. Eats <laughs> <laughs> eat his own shit parody. Oh my god. It takes eating shit to a whole new level. Okay. Yep, alright. <laughs> well, this podcast went south. It did. It went literally south. It originally went down the shit. Ones up. and twos. Yes. Sorry, guys. This is, um. In alone, they don't do this because they always drop them off near a riverbed, so. That's yeah, fun. that's true. Yeah. It's like, just do anything you want, kill anything. Mm-hmm. Put your glasses on straight. You're all oh. crooked. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> kill anything, do anything, say anything. Just mm-hmm. don't drink piss. Yeah. We see what happened to Bear Grylls. Tank mm-hmm. the ratings. Yeah. The show's doing pretty well. Mm hmm. We'll put you near river. Just don't drink beers. Yeah, just please. don't drink that. No. Yeah. Do we have any uh, news to talk about? <laughs> no. Other than I didn't drink piss this week. No. <laughs> or poop. That's fine. Not this week, anyway. You've been uh, watching or reading anything cool, and then um, you're reading your romance novels again. So that's always well, like concerning I'm half read one. Um, you just got to the rom. You just got to the climactic point, and then just. No, I haven't even got that far yet. Ugh. Barely even have time to read. So it's just foreplay for 10 chapters. No, I'm actually, you know what? I'm actually listening to the audiobook of The Artist's Way by Julia Chapman. Chaplin? The artist. Cameron. Cameron, thank you. I was like, that's not right. Um, so I've just started listening to the audiobook version of that, which is really interesting. So I've always like danced around the idea. What? Bring it up? Oh, sorry. Um, or just like what is creativity and stuff. And I'm trying to think of like a video idea and stuff around it. Um, but yeah, it's just really interesting because I know you've practiced the morning pages before, but there's like another thing that they do as well, which is like the artist time or just like, it's like an hour a week of just purely focusing on art. So no distractions, no nothing. And just like, they call it like, it's almost like a solo like date time as well. So whether it's listening, viewing, experiencing it, just like doing something that's like creative or, like, seeing something that's creative and stuff just for, like, at least a minimum of an hour. What's it called? So, there was, yeah, she does, like, morning pages, and I think it's called, like, Artist Time. I think I'm getting the name wrong. Like, I've only just started listening to that particular chapter of the book. Um, But it's, like, a 10-hour audio book as well. Like, it's a very, very long book. Yeah, the book yeah. is thick. Yes. Yeah, but it's just really interesting. Like, a lot of people use it, whether you're a writer, a painter, um, I don't know, artist singer. Artist date. Yeah. Is that called Artist Date? I think. Artist date, potentially. All right. Let me I'll read it off the interweb. Mm-hmm. How to set up a year of artist dates. Yes. Um, now, artist date is a way to devote time to your creative self. Mm-hmm. It should be done solo and the time is just for you. Julia Cameron, the author of The Artist Way, describes them as assigned play. It may be walking through an art supply store or visiting a museum Anything you find creative or enjoyable. Ideally, an artist date is best done once a week, but let's be realistic. Most of us can't accomplish that, so why not aim for at least once a month? Make time in your personal and professional calendar 
calendar to block out uninterrupted time just for you and some art. So it's not even making art. It's just getting close to art in any capacity. Yes. yes. Um, plan ahead. Let your family and friends know you have blocked out time. So it's it's a solo date, but it's specifically centered around art. Yeah. I mean, that could or around mean, creativity. I mean, yeah. It could be watching a movie. It's, mm-hmm. I mean, watching a movie. It says here as an example. Uh, taking a walk through an art supply store, visiting a museum. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you doing when you're visiting a museum? You're, you're being stimulated yes. and you're, you're just looking at an art. It's just mm-hmm. individual pieces or sculptures that are all telling their own story. But watching yeah. a movie is basically kind of a mu- a moving museum, if that kind of makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, if you're just a – your a, creative path is – in the film industry, like watching a maybe a classic movie or like an art house film or whatever it is, that could be, could be inspired. exactly. And like I like the idea of like walking through an art store because it could be the textures, the colors, just getting inspired by something else. Like you could be, I don't know, your medium could be clay, and you see, I don't know, plaster or something. Like it's just one of those things that's you know just creating that time. So doesn't everyone have artist dates and when they're just watching movies? Well, it's about the intention behind it. So if you're just chilling and watching a movie and zoning out, you're not really absorbing the art. You're just being Fair entertained. Okay. Where this one here is being conscious about what it is that you're doing. You're just being open to it. And that's the whole idea about creativity, whether it's like Rick Rubin's book. It's just about they always have that chapter of being receptive to it and not closing off. So it's just being completely open to different ideas, different inspiration, new experiences, and then sort of reflecting on that as well. All right. So it says here that artist state should be a solo adventure time for just you and your, and your creative self, identifying activities that in time may be tough. Um, you may twinge of guilt with the first couple, get easier, such and such. Visitor ideas, uh, visit local museum, tour, art gallery, Shop for an unusual art supply. Go to your favorite fabric store. Browse fabrics. Buy a new sketchbook. Create a sculpture. Play with 3D items in your recycling bin. Mm-hmm. Tear up magazines. Um, go to like different classes. Sketch at a cafe. Watch a movie or film about an artist. Yeah, that's interesting. So I guess more of like a biography just to see how an artist lives. Yeah, like on Picasso or whatever. Uh... An artist state is important as it rewards you and renews your creativity in ways the classroom cannot. So it's more about getting your hands kind of dirty rather than mm-hmm. the theory side of things, yeah. which is what a lot of the books and the self-help mm-hmm. motivational things are. It's like here's the theory around it, but you don't get a chance to, I guess that's what they call it, play. It's yes. being able to play. Yeah. Uh, by feeding your artist soul, you are nourished and thus have more to give to your students. Uh, refill your cup. Yeah. So before it's a bit you can, essential. Like, you can fill up cups of others. Yeah. Because like last week I said I had that solo date day and I really felt refreshed and like rejuvenated and stuff. So this is just a way to refill your creativity, your creative cup in a way. But yeah. So like, yeah, if you're stuck on video ideas, just go out and, I don't know, do something new. But a lot of those books say go outside, go for a walk, try a new experience. It's very much... A lot of these things are like similar practices, but I guess there's a reason why they're always talking about it because it works. Yeah. I mean, there's some great lists here about things you can do or try. Mm-hmm. And they said it doesn't always have to spend money either. Like if you plan them in advance, you can go out and do free things. And that's going to I even joke, not joked around, but like, hey, let's go to a pasta making class. Like little things like that could just could be interesting, right? 
Yeah, even mm. as simple as making a recipe or... Mm-hmm. I mean, this kind of just means that you could just do anything and just say, oh, there's an artistic angle. Yes. Well, it's about the intention, like I was like, saying. I could do a Sudoku and be like, oh, I just want to think about it because I want to write something. I need to get some mm-hmm. some numbers. Like, I don't know. You could make up any reason and call it an artist date. Yeah. Well, again, it's the intention behind it, like what you want out of it. Okay. So, mm. it's so a good really, book. You're yeah, enjoying it? Yeah. I'm like, I think I'm in... Towards the, I'm like a quarter of the way through. I'm really, really enjoying it. So, all right. So, are you going to set um, on a states? For I think so. Two yeah. hours. Two hours. Are once we, a month. You can do two hours. You can do whatever mm-hmm. you want. It's. I mean, I like the idea. Mm-hmm. I think you should do it as well. Like, I think it would help you creativity. Like, just trying to think up new ideas, getting out. Because I know you like to go for walks when you're feeling a little bit stuck. But that's I think like, that's a I'm good idea. I'm not walking past the art, or I'm no. Like, no, we can do them together. What do I do? Just go for a walk and listen to someone read poetry or an audiobook? Yeah, I could do that. Mm-hmm. Maybe some Edgar Allan Poe, you know? I don't know any Edgar Allan Poe. The Raven. Do you know? Cock, oh. Do you know a single line? I was going to buy that poetry book this morning. You weren't even interested. I didn't even know what kind of poetry it was. It's a compilation of the best of modern English okay. in literature. Right. Haikus. Okay, fair enough. Give me a haiku now. Forget what the structure is. Isn't it like three, three four, five, three, something, something like that? Yeah. Can't do it. Okay, fair enough. All right. Well, it seems like we're burned out of ideas to talk about here. I better go finish that book then. Well, and you need be to, get, to share yeah, the inspiration. Had, uh, I mean, you could, you could do it for the podcast. I could. All right, I'll finish off the book and I'll. Um, I mean, not to talk about the. Po- I mean to. To bring the creative, because the idea is that you go out of mm-hmm. side of your place to bring creativity back into your home or yep. when, when you're going to create. Mm-hmm. So maybe we, we should, we needed to do something this week because we were obviously unprepared and talked about alone and survival and eating poop. And yeah, we did. We did finish it off on a nice note though. So All right. So yeah. <laughs> no date night tonight. We'll be doing solo artist dates. Yes. All right. I'm just so going to watch Batman. Go for it. Get inspired by um, Bruce. Bruce, Bruce Wayne and be like, I'm Batman. <laughs> I am Batman (laughs) Alright Thank you everybody Um, Don't forget to like and subscribe Leave a review Do all that things Really appreciate it Type it out What Drew's doing Pretending Smash the keys Smash smash the the like button Yes All the above Thank you so much And we'll see you in the next one See ya Bye